Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. And for today, we are really excited to have, there's four of us on right now, but we have Jet Set Rehab here with us. And we are so excited you guys are on the podcast. So thank you both for coming on. Our pleasure. We're not, we don't get to be a guest on the podcast too often. So uh, happy to be here. Yeah, excited. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, of course. For the people who are listening and are like, who is Jet Set Rehab? Do you guys want to, first of all, maybe talk about yourselves individually? So like, you know, what you're up to, and then we can go into what you do together. Okay. Well, my name is Randall Glazer, and my cohort over here is Jay Bott. And we are the original founders of Jet Set Rehab Education, uh, but first and foremost, we are clinicians, uh, physical therapists, and uh, we enjoy continuing education, and that is basically what our company is about, is uh, providing continuing education. A little bit about myself as a clinician, I'm an orthopedic outpatient physical therapist, and I'm a former graduate of the Kaiser Permanente Orthopedic uh, residency program, as well as the Movement Science Fellowship. And so that's kind of my uh, clinical background. And then uh, currently I'm working for Kaiser Permanente. And then on the side, I work with Jay and a couple of uh, other of our teammates, uh, Andre and Travis, in providing some of the uh, Jet Set Con Ed classes, which um, I'm going to let Jay talk more about when he introduces himself. Yeah, so I'm Jay. I've been a therapist now for about 20 years. Uh, graduated from the Movement Science Fellowship um, in Kaiser Permanente, just like uh, Randall did. Um, like Randall, me and him are both in uh, faculty in the Kaiser Orthopedic Residency. So we, we mentor uh, people. Um, so that's kind of who we are in terms of, you know, we're, we're both an outpatient in, uh, you know, the physical therapy world. Um, and then, yeah, we, we've been now in business for five years uh, with Jet Set Rehab, uh, kind of created that company f- from scratch. And, um, you know, we're just passionate about Con Ed and just providing a good uh, place where people can learn, but also connect with uh, one another as well. And hopefully we'll get into that a little bit as we go into the podcast today. Ooh, of course we will. And how did you two meet? You want to talk about that briefly? Yeah, when, when uh, I f- first graduated physical therapy school in Georgia. I went to uh, Georgia State. I wanted to get back to California. And so I, and I also wanted to do orthopedic residency. So Jay was my first preceptor for that program. So I was his first resident 
Um, he was my first preceptor and uh, basically he hired me. So. Yeah, roll the dice. Yeah. Look where yeah. we are now. He took a chance. <laughs> <laughs> and it may or may not have paid off. Yeah, I, I still question that, whether or not it paid <laughs> yeah. off. <laughs> that's so funny. And, and that's so great. So if you can go into a little bit about um, residency, because, you know, a lot of students, especially as they're approaching the end of uh, their DPT school, you know, chapter, um, the topic of residency comes up, especially in the third year. So if yeah. you both want to talk about your experience and um, we'll dive into it. Yeah. Sure. Uh, but first of all, uh, we have a podcast to promote some of our courses that we provide. We interview uh, instructors. But one of the other things we do is we have uh, an episode that we do every year where we interview our residents and we go over what were the good things about the year and what were the bad things about the year. And so um, that's a really informative ep episode to listen to if anybody's out there, you know, thinking, should I do a residency? Um, but some of the gist of what we hear from our residents is, uh, you know, it's time consuming. And so you have to be in the mood to want to give up a lot of your weekends going through the year because it's a lot of work. But almost 100% um, across the board, people do not regret it. In fact, it actually um, is very beneficial, especially the time that they get to be in the clinic with preceptor, which is something that is very hard to get like with con ed after school and, and stuff like that. So like, that's the big strength that I would say of a residency is getting somebody to actually sit in the room with you while you're treating a patient or co-treating and having that go along with a lot of your courses. And it's almost like the uh, fourth year of physical therapy school that everybody should have in my opinion. Yeah, I, I echo a lot of what Randall says. I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, PT school gets you ready for the real world and it kind of gets you ready for hopefully going out there and being able to practice in whatever area that you, you um, want to specialize in. Residency allows you to kind of hone in that skill set um, and, and become even a little bit more versed at that particular area. Um, you know, you think about PT school, you know, you're exposed to so many different realms. You're, you know, you have a neuro, uh, you know, neuro classes, you have pediatric classes, you have, you have orthopedic classes, but, you know, at the end of the day, their, their goal is to obviously make you a good, um, you know, a, a good therapist, but, um, they're laying the foundation and their and, uh, a residency will more or less allow you to, um, kind of, uh, take that to the next level or the next step. And so to have a preceptor in that room really, um, you know, watching you and giving you feedback and critiquing you um, and getting a whole year of that, it really allows you to grow personally um, and obviously clinically. Um, so that there's a, you know, there's a big benefit to that. What, what I would say is, is the people we generally tend to accept, um, you know, you have to have a good work ethic you have to be really open to feedback. You've got to really be able to look at yourself um, with a different eye, a different lens, and kind of be able to kind of tear yourself down a little bit and really um, realize that this process is about building yourself back up. Um, it's not to say that we're yelling at people when they're in there with us or, or degrading them or any, anything like that, but you know, we, we, we challenge them. We want them to grow, um, and that's what this process is about. And for the students who maybe or on their first 
clinical rotation right now. And they're like, that kind of sounds like a CI. How would you compare like a preceptor and a clinical instructor and that experience? I know you talked about it a lot already. The, big, the biggest is you're getting paid. I would say that's the biggest thing is you are getting paid to go through this program. You're getting paid as a licensed physical therapist. Um, I would say the second is um, when you're, you're, you're seeing a full caseload on your own independently as a physical therapist for part of the week, we're in there with you. And um, it, at all times, uh, you, the student uh, or the resident is in charge of that session. You know, we're just there to provide feedback. So I would say that's the, the big major differences. I don't know, Jay probably has something else. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, a, a CI is gonna, you know, a CI is gonna, you know, basically pull your CPI out and make sure that you're meeting certain levels. Right, he's going to check you off. He or she's going to check you off on certain skill sets. Gabby and Sarah know that they're doing it right now, right? <laughs> Aren't you guys doing your CPIs? Just yeah. had midterm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Approaching the final. Yeah. Yeah. A residency is different in the sense that you're trying to develop a almost a second voice in that person's head um, to develop a clinical reasoning process for them to be self-critical, to be asking that question in their head as to why. Um, so, so you're trying to get like in the orthopedic world, you're trying to figure out the source of the tissue, like the source tissue involved. Uh, but then you're also trying to figure out the cause. Um, but, you know, you've got this person there who's going to question you. It's like, you know, you pick this. Can you tell me why? And it could be right or wrong, but you're having the discussion about it and you're trying to develop kind of this this mindset and this uh, thought process that once this program is over, you'll take it, you'll take with you and, and hopefully you'll be asking those questions over and over and over again. Um, whereas I think a CI, it's, you, you could get a CI who's really great and really invested in you and really wants you to get the greatest of experiences. Uh, but you could also get a CI who's just kind of like, hey, see my patients for me. I've, I've seen that. Um, and so, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a little bit different. Um, that and the fact that in the residency, you're getting a year long worth of classes. Um, so you're getting a lot of, um, you're trying to take some of the, what you're learning in the classes on the weekend and really apply that. So again, it's a little more focal like we talked about earlier. And then uh, the, the other thing is they've done uh, research studies on it and they've shown that uh, people that go through a one-year residency, their clinical reasoning at the end of that year is equivalent to somebody who's been out of school five years without a residency. So it, it is a little bit of like hyperspeed learning. Yeah, that's really insightful. And thank you both for your perspectives, because I think for a lot of students too, just having that decision of, you know, do I go for it? Do I wait? Um, that's really, that's really great to have the, that feedback and to go into, um, you know, kind of jumping back. So what, what gave you the idea to start Jet Set Rehab and like um, just the ideas that came from it? Yeah, so you want to do it? No, you go, Jay. Jay came up with this idea, so I'm going to let him go with it. Yeah, so I, I'll, I'll tell you the story. I was in Vegas um, one year um, with my wife, and we were, we were hanging out in Vegas. And, um, you know, the, the scene over there has changed over the years. But one of the big things is obviously, you know, there's a big club scene out there, right? Um, you know, uh, you pay it's ridiculous the amount of money people pay to, to get into these, these uh, clubs and such, but that's neither here nor there. But I was reading 
an article. She was getting ready, and I'm I'm reading an article. We're getting ready to go see Tiesto at a in, in one of the the, the venues there. Where so I I'm sitting there reading this article, and they're talking about these guys who started um, who started a um, a club. It was actually out in in Mexico, and then they ended up in New York, and then they ultimately did so well. Um, they they ended up in in Vegas, and um, they just talk about their story, right? So I. I I was reading it and I'm, I'm, I'm just reading their story and such. And the big thing that they, they kind of really emphasize is like, you know, people nowadays, they really, they want to be, um, you know, they work so hard, they, they do so much that when it comes to, you know, just going out, they want to be entertained. Um, they want to get away from, from things in life. Um, and they just want to be, you know, they want to be free and want to be entertained. And it, it's, that was kind of a moment for me. I, I, I just thought to myself, I'm like, you know, I've been to Con Ed courses um, throughout my years and they're generally at like, you know, a mom, a mom and pop clinic or, you know, they'll be at a hotel, but you know, nothing, you know, nothing fancy food, you know, go get yourself network, go figure it out yourself. You know, if you meet someone in class, great. If you don't um, you know, it's kind of on you anyway, you know, you've got to make those connections. So you've got to make the effort to connect with people. You've got to make the effort to engage in the, the, the material. And then you've got to make the effort to, you know, seek out all your lodging and your accommodations and all that stuff. And so it was just an idea, which I, which came to me and I, I brought it up to my wife and she was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, kind of whatever. And, but it wouldn't die. It was, it was an idea, which was kind of planted in my head. And so I, I came back to LA and I called Randall up and I'm like, what do you think of this? And he was like, that's, that's great. That's an, that's an amazing idea. Um, and I'm like, what do you think? Do you want to, you want to do it? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. So um, I had a little bit of know-how cause I knew how a little bit on the Con Ed side, how, having, um, you know, helped out in, in various places within Kaiser in regards to Con Ed. And, um, so me and Randall connected and um, it's been, you know, it's been fun ever since we've, we've, we've done a lot of classes and, you know, I, I have kind of a more, uh, we, our, our skill sets complement one another. I tend to be a little bit more business and, 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 and that such. And Randall's got this kind of creative flair to him. You know, he's, he's podcasting and, and, you know, doing various things. And, and you know, we complement each other really well um, in this company. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not strictly business. No. Our, yeah, our first course, uh, <laughs> our first course was uh, actually in Las Vegas. We decided, yep. you know, bring it back to the birthplace of the company, right? And um, I think we ended up losing a lot of money on that company because we paid for everyone to go get bottle service and, uh, you know, gambling and whatnot. So that we weren't off to like an amazing start. <laughs> yeah. There packages in that too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we paid for <laughs> We had an idea to pay for every student to go do one of three things to do uh vodka tasting uh go to a spa and what was the other one uh, oh go to oh, a show a vegas show. A show yeah yeah it was a Cirque du Soleil show right so the show great um the vodka tasting is fine but like the health spa were so expensive and we were just praying that people would not pick that option and a lot of people did and the, the class was not financially <laughs> successful no. We had a lot of fun. Yeah. And uh, since then, we've been to basically all over the United States um, and Mexico. 
So some of the locations that we've had courses in are um, Cabo San Lucas, Seattle, Portland, Kauai, Honolulu, um, Las Vegas is uh, something we do every year. And uh, I'm probably leaving one out, but, you know, we like to put it basically in fun places. And um, we always include with every class some kind of a networking event. So after the class is over, you can hang out with your instructor in a you know more casual setting usually we'll do it in a restaurant or a bar or something fun and then you can ask the do the q a portion of the class there instead of in the classroom gives you a lot of chance to meet a lot of good new friends too and gabby and sarah you'll see when you're out of school a lot of these con ed courses suck i mean you're going to some weird warehouse or some weird you know back hotel room or something like that and then you'll, you'll be hungry. So maybe if you're lucky, you'll get some uh, Costco bagels with cream cheese that's been waiting out all day. And, uh, you know, if once you do the jet set classes, you're probably not going to go anything else because we have gourmet food. We have a networking hour after the course. And then, you know, usually the setting is, you know, on the beach. We did a course in a, in a bar one time. Not that we're we, no drinking during class. I just want to clarify that to anyone that thinks that uh, our courses aren't, you know, based on education. But you know, they do have a setting where it's very scenic or um, very nice. The classrooms are always really nice. It's probably a more fun way to learn, in my opinion. I know you touched on what continuing ed kind of was for you both, but do you both want to talk about? maybe some points, like you just said, that you really try to shift within Jet Set so that it's not like in a random warehouse and where you sometimes get some like Costco bagels. Yeah, we kind of have a, we have a work process at this point, you know, at five years in where we're like, okay, usually we start with uh, picking the instructor and, you know, Jay and I are con ed connoisseurs. So we take a lot of con ed because we're always on the lookout for that next a uh, really good instructor or like somebody that come out, came out with like a really nice study that we like that we want to, we think should be a message that gets out to more clinicians. And we go from there. Usually after that, we'll pick a venue. And then what else do we do, Jay, at that point? Yeah, I mean, so it can be kind of hot, hot topics, which are kind of going on in the profession. Like we did mm-hmm. one last year with um, the Owens group for blood flow restriction. Um, and that one was in Vegas, but the, the cool thing was, is again, like most of your kind of courses, you've got to think about, okay, if I'm going to go fly to this place, or if I'm going to go drive to this place, where am I going to stay? If it's an, if it's a two day course, um, you know, where am I going to get dinner? Uh, who am I going to go with Th- those kinds of things? And so we, we try to take a lot of the, the guesswork out. Um, so the Owens one, for example, was in Vegas. We included, um, it was included, a, a, uh, it was only a one day course. So we included a night. Um, it was at the area in Vegas. Um, we included, you know, breakfast and lunch is always included. We, we try to get like really good restaurants um, to cater. And then the, it was kind of a cool venue because we, we had a connection through one of our other faculty, Andrew Marcos, and he, he connected us with the UFC folks out in Vegas. Um, so we were actually at their training site. Um, so we got to, we got a f- full tour of the, the training facility where the fighters train. And we actually got to go, the, the participants got to go in the octagon and check out like where a lot of these people train. But, you know, in addition, 
obviously there was a class and, and, and Johnny did like an amazing job. So we, we got, you know, we got that concept in there. And then at the end of class, um, you know, we, because it was off the strip, we had, you know, we bust people back and forth. We took them all out for a networking um, hour with Johnny and we just did it at a bar. Um, so again, just kind of lowers the, the stress levels. People are a little bit more freer to hang out and talk. Again, we've had people in the past who've connected with each other who there was the, one of our first classes we did. It was actually the Vegas class. It was the first class we did. We had we had a set of therapists who met each other for the first time. They didn't even realize they were a block apart and they both treated different specialties. So it became kind of a connection for both of them to be able to you know, share patients back and forth and send you know, patients to each other's clinic. Um, and, you know, again, that wouldn't have happened in a normal kind ed class because generally you go, you learn the concepts and then people are out, out the door. Um, and so they were able to network and connect. And we, we find we've kind of developed a little bit of a following. We've got, we've got a lot of uh, students who tend to, who've over the years gotten to know one another and they, there would have never been that networking aspect had they taken a different con ed class. And as a student, so like as a current PT student, can people go and take a con ed class? That's a yes. question. Yes. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Um, so when you guys finish school and you get your license, obviously you have to have a certain amount of hours to maintain your license. But that's not to say that we don't allow students in. In fact, we actually offer student discounts because we know you guys don't have as much money and stuff like that. And uh, the other thing, you know, I was just listening to Jay talk about all the stuff that we have in our classes. I was like, wow, that's a lot. You think that these courses are like super expensive. They're really not that expensive because when we buy all this stuff, it's like we're buying in bulk for like the whole class. So it actually ends up being cheaper than if you were to go, you know, to the airport or whatever, pay for your own ride, get your own transportation to and from class, go out on your own. It's actually going to end up being more affordable. So I just wanted to drop that point because it did sound like it was going to be expensive when you're uh, describing it, Jay. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> But it's not, you know, it, it, a lot of the stuff's just priced into the, the course anyways. And then we do have a, we've had a lot of chiropractic students take our courses and a few physical therapy students, you know, um, a lot of times it's a group of people that just want to go on vacation together. So they're like, oh, look, we can take this class at this venue. Let's take it together. And then they already have like their group of friends. Now you're in Cabo with your friends, you know? Yeah. Um, Oftentimes. Oftentimes when they're out because it's a write-off for the travel of the course, they'll stay on yeah. for a few extra days. And so we, we help them with that. You know, we, we, we don't mark it up. We generally just, you know, give them whatever the hotel rate is and just let them know, uh, you know, we'll make the reservation on your behalf. But, you know, we've got people who generally like when we do our Cabo course, we've done a couple courses in Hawaii. Um, you know, people tend to go out and they just hang out and they spend, you know, they, they do the class and then, you know, they've got some time with, their friends or their family or, you know, whatever, just to kind of hang out and just do what they want to do out there. And it's a good excuse from work too, right? Like I'm going to go take a con ed course. I'm out. <laughs> and sometimes yep. they'll help you pay for it. Right. I don't know. Yep. I'm not, a, not yeah. graduated yet. A lot of clinics will give you a certain amount of uh, money to take whatever continuing education you need. So, you know, one of the things that I would suggest you two look for when you're getting a job, that's a definitely an important question to ask on the interview if any con ed is involved. Because basically, you could save a lot of money. And if you take a jet set course, you could build in your vacation with it. You know, so you get like kind of a double whammy. 
Yeah, that's just, just a suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's great too. Just to have these places that oh, you may not have visited and make it a vacation. And so, yeah. how have you, um, as a company, pivoted during this time? Um, because I know Con Ed courses, there's different platforms out there. So going from mostly in person to online, how did you make that transition? We haven't made that transition very good. Um, yeah. When we look at like our, our business model and what we're about, I think online education is probably the opposite. So it doesn't really fit our business model. So I can't really say co- the t- year of 2020 has been terribly successful for JetSet, but what it has helped us do is, um, you know, like work on our website and do all that, a lot of the little things that are probably not as fun or that we don't normally have time to do. Podcast with Gabby and Sarah with Gratitude. Definitely the highlight of 2020 for us. Definitely. And then, uh, yeah. And, you know, stuff like that, that in planning what we're going to look like in uh, 2021 or 2022, it's looking more like 2022, the more the um, COVID numbers come out. So that's about yeah. it. Yeah, we've kicked around the idea of doing some online stuff, but you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's kind of again goes against the grain of the, the idea that we created. And again, I online's great. There, I mean, you can learn a ton um, if that's what you're about. You just want to learn the information and move on and do what you want to do. But there's there's that connectivity which you just don't have in a Zoom class. Um, you're not sitting next to that person. You're not you're not interacting. So you know, it's it's a little different. And I, I feel like. Um, you know, one of the, the reasons I think we created this company is as a profession, we just have to do better in terms of networking and really um, connecting with one another. Um, if you look at, uh, we, we've had a lot of courses where we've had chiropractors and they all tend to know one another um, in, in the specific areas that we go. If you go to certain cities, therapists don't know one another. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I get it. We're all busy. We're, you know, life, life happens, but at the same sense, we've got to do better if we're going to do stand together as a profession. And so I, 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 I think that's something that we, we'd like to continue to promote at some point. Do you care to share what is 2021 or 2022 looking like whatever you're open to disclosing? Oh yeah. Well, every year we're going to have a Las Vegas course. That's, it's like the uh, sun orbiting the earth. That's going to be the annual jet set Vegas around September. That's going to happen all the time, you know, if, as long as it's safe to do so. In addition to that, the, some of the places that we're toying with are um, something on the islands of Hawaii. You know, um, we did a Kauai, we did a Honolulu. Do we want to explore Maui? We're looking into that. Cabo, we love that place because it's, our classroom is without walls. It's on the beach without walls. If you can imagine it, if you can't imagine it, uh, follow us on Instagram and you'll see a lot of photographs of, of our uh, wallless classroom on Cabo. And then we're toying with the idea of Southeast Asia possibly. And there's a little bit of a Scottsdale, Arizona in there because of our uh, friends, Jeff and uh, Alan own a clinic out there and uh, they have you know, spring training and a lot of fun stuff going on at, at that area. And then uh, I'd be open to any suggestions from you two. You know, you guys are of the uh, Florida connection or, you know, maybe a little Florida Keys. What do you guys think? 
Oh man. See, that'd be cool. So I'm only down here until next October. So maybe if you have it 2021, like end of 2021, but 2022, I won't be here anymore. Um, but Gabby, what do you think? Where would you want to go? Yeah. So right now I am in the Carolinas North. I live in South Carolina. My clinic technically is in North Carolina. Um, however, Carolinas are always nice. Um, anywhere in the mountains, that's preferably both of us like mountain areas, although Sarah is by the beach, but definitely prefer anywhere like mountain wise. So West coast or East coast, but yeah. We actually talked about doing, we, we tried it once at a ski resort um, in the mountains where we were going to give people lift tickets as part of the course. But I think there was a fire or something. I don't know. It, it just didn't work yeah. out that that particular year. So I, I think we need, and the area we picked was more of a ski resort where most people in LA kind of know it, but it wasn't one where people outside of California would know. So I think we've got to probably do better in terms of location. Um, we've got a, a friend who's a traveling PT who had reached out to us at one point in time and told us that he's an Aspen. He would assist us with doing an Aspen course if, if we wanted to. So, I mean, that's an idea. I mean, we, we, we're kind of selfish and, and we always pick places we want to go. And, you know, obviously we, we take, we take our, our students' feedback as well um, as to places they, they like to go. But, yeah, I mean, the Southeast Asia one, we're talking about Bali or, or Thailand because they're relatively cheap once you're there. It's just literally the flight getting over there and the, the longevity of the flight. But then, you know, sky's the limit, basically. We, we just love to travel. We love to see new places and we, we love to hang out with all of our jet setters and just kind of have a good time. So that's kind of what we do. I love it. I'm excited to see how this kind of changes and evolves. And I do want to ask, actually, I forgot to ask this in the beginning about continuing ed. How many credits, how does that work every year? Like how many credits do we need every year after you graduate? And then how many is in like an average course? Yeah, in California, I believe it's about 30 hours for every two years. <clears throat> so you need about 15 hours a year. Uh, I mean, an average one-day course gives you about seven to seven and a half hours. So um, if you take a two-day course, you're knocking out a, a good chunk of that. Um, in California, they also have a regulation where you have to take two hours towards uh, laws and ethics. And so people sometimes do that online. We decided for the California one, we, we've done this because one of my friends, he's a, he's a PT and he, he actually went back to school and became a lawyer, uh, but he still works as a lawyer in Kaiser, but he, he gives advice on a lot of the PT dynamics and topics. Um, and so we have him teach like a four hour class for us and we do it over a champagne brunch. So again, we, we, we always put a little twist on it, try to make it a little fun. But yeah, for the students out there, I mean, Based upon the state you you live in, they, you would have to check as to what their requirements are. But generally, most most states have at least about a twenty to thirty hour uh, requirement for you to provide con ed in that state or take con ed, should I say, in that state. Okay, so not too bad. So if you were to take it as a student, I guess does it count for those two years? Like you know what I mean? Does it add up? Yeah. Yeah, as long as you you can't take it as a, a I believe, don't quote me on this because this isn't a question I get very often, but I'm, I'm pretty sure if you take it in your uh, third year of PT school, you can apply it to the first couple of years, but I don't think you need any kind of the first two years out, right, Jay? Isn't that correct? Yeah, like I, as, I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, you're so fresh out of school, you don't need more, 
you know, you're still applying. They, they figure you're just going to learn just by seeing patients the first couple of years. Yeah. That's it will vary state by state though. Yeah. I would, I would check with your state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On that. Yeah. But yeah, you know, like for you two, I mean, obviously you can hang out at CSM, but you know, how are you guys going to meet up? Cause you're probably not going to live in the same state after school. Probably not. Sorry, Gabby. <laughs> Yeah. We Sorry. never have Sorry. lived in the same state. Breaking like news. Weeks. Breaking yeah. news on the gratitude podcast. Yeah. It's not yeah. Sorry. Awkward. No. No. no, we've had this conversation. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll cross over, but for now, well, we're seeing each other as we're as we are recording this. You are getting this for the first time. We are Ooh. seeing each other in person this weekend. Oh wow. Wow. I know. That's amazing. Second time. Are you guys gonna wear masks? Well, we're gonna get a COVID test. Yes. Oh, okay. Even better. So we're going to get COVID tests right before we go. Cool. Make it yep. easy. All right. That's Confirm. like, with the, I was listening to the podcast seventh or eighth time now, right? That you guys have met up. It is. Something this like is the seventh. Yeah. Something like that yeah. is really weird. We haven't seen each other since February. So we were supposed to see each other in May for a conference, uh-huh. uh, oh, yeah. but I, obviously that didn't happen. That's not um, happen. So yeah. This will be, we figure it's in Sarah's in Florida. I'm in South Carolina. Our meeting place is Georgia in Savannah. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Nice. Well, uh, Jay and I would like to propose a new meeting place instead of Georgia. I, I can, I feel like I can talk a little bit bad about Georgia because I spent so much time there. The places where Jet Set is going to have our courses is going to be better than Georgia. I want you guys to go through our catalog pick a class and Jay and I would love to host you too. And uh, we could record an in-person podcast out there, wherever it is. Wouldn't that be crazy? Look, as soon as you have those in person again, you'll probably see us and we'll have a little annual, the annual Las Vegas, you know, as soon as the sun comes around the earth. (laughs) You know, the funny story on the Vegas course was when we, the first year we did it, right? It was a two- it was one of our friends, she's a, she's a uh, team J expert and so great lady. So it was a two day course and we learned fast that you do not have two day courses in Vegas. The amount of students who were not there on that second day, it was, it was like, whoa, you know, every, because it was a Saturday, Sunday, right? So everyone like, and people landed, you know, got there on Friday so that, you know, they go out. And so Saturday, they're already worn and then, uh, you know, going in through that day. And then Sunday, we just had probably at least three or four people who just were like, hey, where, where are you? Are you coming? Oh, I, you know, yeah. either they're not picking up their phone or they're like, oh, man, I, I'm not going to make it to the through to the day. So and after the, that, they all became one day courses in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. And the people that were out there on the second day were not really there, if you know what I mean. That's got to be a rough yeah. second day. It's probably a smart move. One day course. <laughs> yeah. So one day courses in Vegas, but we, Jay and I will basically turn it into a three day. The first two days we're working on getting everything ready. Then the third day, we're just kind of relaxing in Vegas. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah. my question, what types of topics do you teach and how do you decide on that? And what are some, both of your favorites, if you have like a top two or three? Yeah. Uh, are you talking about location or instructors? Instructors, right? Instructors. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So our most popular course is, without a doubt, Michael Shacklock, who teaches neurodynamics, which is all the uh, nerve tension testing and treating nerve pain. But 
we've had some just uh, really world-renowned, amazing instructors. Um, the ones that come to, to mind are uh, Drew Morcos. He's he's a physical therapist to you know basically professional athletes. You know, if you're watching uh, football today, you're going to see a lot of his patients. Um, uh, Irene Davis is another one that comes to mind. She's um, do you guys study her in school? That she does like r running biomechanics, and she's uh, gets a lot of credit for promoting barefoot running. And then you know, I'm probably blanking on a bunch, Jay. But yeah, to me, yeah. some of the ones we've had um, again. Owens was a really good one. Uh, Johnny Owens. If you ever have a chance, you know. Yeah, that, that's a really good course. Um, I mean, I, I would suggest that even you know, obviously outside of our company. They have their own con ed, which yeah. they do, which which is great. It's a it's a really good stuff on uh, blood flow restriction. Um, there's a lot of science behind that, so that one's a really good one. Um, he, uh, Randall brought up Michael Shacklock. Um, really systemizes the whole neurodynamics approach on uh, nerve tensioners and sliders, and uh, you know he's he he publishes like crazy. He's been featured like in the Spine Journal like multiple times. Just, you know, if you want to know anything about nerves, that's the guy. I mean, I, I've learned so much and we bring him out every year. I've learned so much in, in, in watching him. He's, he's been really good. We had Michael uh, Ryan, who's kind of out in your guys' area. Um, out yeah. from Duke. From Duke, um, yeah. He did, he did our Cabo course last year on, on the hip. We've had Marcy Harris-Hayes and um, I'm blanking on. Sylvia, uh, oh. Sylvia Zupon and Carol Mack. Which, yep. which was a whole entire class on rehabbing the, the ACL injured yeah. athlete. Yeah. So, and uh, that was a really good one. Yeah. Then we had Marcy Harris Hayes and Stephanie DeStasi from WashU. They taught on uh, the hip and the lumbar spine mm -hmm. and the movement systems approach to that. So again, we, we try to get really good lectures and speakers in, in, in the context of our courses. Outside of that, I mean, we, myself and Randall, having gone through the movement fellowship, We've done stuff with uh, movement links with Claire Frank. That's been a really good course. And then a lot on the DNS approach for those. Um, that, that's a really good, really good approach as well. Both approaches get you to look at movement and get you to look uh, more globally in terms of assessment and treatment. So yeah, just a variety of stuff. Is there anything else yeah. that you've taken that you've really liked? Well, a lot of people ask us, they'll be taking a course and then we'll be like hanging out after the class and say, okay, what, what should I take next? And we always direct them to, we, we don't get any money from these companies, but we'll direct them to movement links most more often than not, because we really believe in that course, like how the, the material is taught. And then the other one that we tend to recommend people to go to is the blood flow restriction one. And it's outside of our company, but those are really good ones. I think for, you know, it's just stuff that you're not getting in the clinic, which is kind of the whole point of Con Ed. You're trying to get something that you're not going to see during the day, during the workday. I love all the options you guys just gave. And it is so many, like so many options. And Gabby, before I ask this last question, do you have any other questions? Because that was a good one. No pressure. No, I, I was just thinking because <laughs> someone on, mentioned yeah. it earlier about CSM, about taking classes or topics that you're, like you said, you don't see in clinic, you're not familiar with, like getting out of your comfort zone. So mm. I think that's a big thing. And a lot of those classes that you mentioned are, you don't see every day in clinic. And so I think that's really important to emphasize, like get out of your comfort zone and just do it, like explore something because you, 
will probably meet someone who down the road you'll be able to connect with and obviously be connected with both of you as well. So I think it's just so important to just, you know, do something different. Yep. I agree. Yeah. And just, just to add to that, like you may not know, like if you see the title of a course and you're not sure, I mean, that's the original purpose of the jet set rehab education podcast is we interview our instructors before the class. So you can actually hear us having a discussion with our instructors before you even take it. So a lot of times you go into the class, you know what you're going to get, or maybe you listen to the podcast. You're like, I'm not going to take that car. I don't know, but you know, at least you have that option. You know, I don't think any other companies are really doing stuff like that. So it is really cool yeah. that you guys do it. Yeah. I, I'd say even like, you know, you brought up CSM, you know, we were there in, in um, Denver this, this past year, right before it, you know, everything went sideways. And the, the interesting thing is, is you go to CSM, it's great. Um, again, part of CSM is, I'll tell you the a big chunk of CSM is for people to network, but the, the con ed is what brings people there, right? But you can't really necessarily rely on CSM for your con ed. If that's all you're doing for con ed, um, you're probably not going to learn nearly as much. Um, you'll get, the thing about CSM is it's going to expose you to speakers and, you know, kind of get you in that base. Um, kind of like what Gabby said, you know, you're getting outside your comfort comfort zone. You're kind of dabbling in in seeing uh, lectures who you may not have heard of or maybe want to learn a little bit more about. But that should be the stepping stone. Um, hopefully, you know, when you step out of CSM, you maybe come out and you go, you know, I really like this person. I would really like to learn more about their approach or learn more about their research and such. And so, ho hopefully, it, it leads you to investigate the, if they don't teach, I mean, there's journals and stuff that you can engage in and learn more on. But if they do, I mean, it becomes a stepping stone for you to, to really explore that. And, and that's hopefully where, where we, we land with you guys. It, it's, it's a stepping stone, which hopefully leads you to maybe one of our classes. And, you know, you get to have a little bit of fun too at the end. Good question, Gabby, <laughs> bringing up CSM. And so for all the students listening, what piece of advice would you have for them during COVID right now? Like current PT students going through school during COVID. Like stay home, wear a mask, like that kind of advice. Like getting through school, but you should do that too, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I commend anybody who's going through physical therapy school right now. I mean, I don't even know how you guys can do it. I, Gabby and Sarah, you guys probably give better advice than us because Jay and I never had to go through what you guys are going through which is this process of distance learning combined with Zoom meetings, you know, without that face-to-face -face interaction. But if I would say, I would say don't worry about not getting the hands-on experience because there's plenty of time to catch up with that after school. And, you know, I don't know if that relieves a little bit of stress, but just focus on getting all that book information, you know, learn, learn your anatomy very well, especially if you're going into outpatient. And then everything you learn in the clinic after that can be based on on that book work the hands-on will always come later and there's plenty of time to learn those techniques out of school anything you would say jay yeah i mean you know it's 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 a really tough time right i can't even fathom going through what you guys are going through you know it's a it's a brand new world and you know again it's such a tough time to learn because you know we're we're, we're a hands-on profession um, you know, we, we put our hands on our patients, we're getting them up or, you know, if you're in the hospital setting, um, you know, if you're in the neuro setting, you're, you're doing different sorts of handholds and techniques to try and get the patient to move a certain way. 
And then clearly if you're an outpatient, if you're more of a manual you know, of a manual approach, you're gonna put your hands on a patient to, to try and get them better from that standpoint. But you know, at the at the end of the day, just kind of what Randall said, you will catch up. There, there's gonna be opportunity for you to, to do that. And so hopefully it shouldn't be stressful from that standpoint. The the thing I would tell you is if you're getting just getting ready to graduate and getting out in that workforce, just realize it's just a crazy world out there right now. You know, even in outpatient clinics, people are, you know, everyone's got PPE on, they've got face shields on, you know, your mask, you're, you're washing your hands after every patient, you're wiping stuff down. I mean, it's a, it's a little bit different than where we were about a year ago, um, where you just came in, saw a patient, maybe wiped the table down after, and then rolled on to the next one, you know? So, you know, just be ready for that, you know, and, and just realize that the clinic or hospital you, you go to, they may be leveraging more of that virtual space right now. Um, and although it's not ideal totally yet, and just try and find a way, see if you can make a connection with that patient and see if you can get them to, you know, right that wrong in their life. And hopefully, you know, you'll get them to that, that spot where they want to be in and they're, they're a little bit more functional uh, thanks to your help. Yeah, that's really good advice. And thank you both for for sharing that because students, you know, needed to hear that, especially with still being strictly online or moving into that hybrid of being in person. And for those who are listening right now and want to reach out to you, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, uh, uh, Instagram, we are Jetset Rehab Ed. And uh, on, we're on Facebook, Jetset Rehab Education and Twitter, Jet Set Education. So I don't know why all the names are different, but that's, <laughs> that's where maybe, you know, you guys are probably better off with technology than us. And then we don't have a TikTok yet. No, so, no. Yeah. Randall, you're we're looking, we're looking for a new grad that knows, understands uh, TikTok and Snapchat that wants to do that part for us. So if anybody's out there, contact us through the uh, Instagram DMs. Randall, you're gonna be the dancer on TikTok. If <laughs> you have to dance on TikTok? Yeah, or, or we'll, we'll make Andre do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Andre and uh, Travis are other. Yeah, there we'll you go. give that to them. Yeah. We'll have them do the dance videos. You yeah. guys are so funny. It doesn't have to be, be dance videos, but it is quite entertaining if you do dance videos. <laughs> but we enjoyed having you guys on today and we appreciate it so, so much. So thank you both for coming on today. Thanks, yeah, our Thanks pleasure. I uh, hope to see you guys in, uh, out at a course sometime. Oh. It's happening. Oh, definitely. Give you gratitude discount. Exactly, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description.